Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Degani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh Concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup, Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Schmack's view of the now and the future of Data Mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the, in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the Data Mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and exciting. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode, so you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Welcome to the start of another Jamax Corner recording. This one was even in person. In this episode, Jamax and I covered the misconception many have that when she says, leave the data where it is, it's more about leaving the ownership with those who should have it, not leaving the data in the source system. If you only do leave it in the source system, all you have really is current state of <laughs> what that piece of data is. So your data isn't even immutable or bitemporal. So we also discussed the need to be smarter about processing data. Should it be at the source or should it be on query? There isn't a universal approach, but we also shouldn't have to move the data around just to process it. Bring the processing to the data. Lastly, we need systems to get smarter around efficient processing. We have far too much manual heavy thinking work on making data processing actually efficient. So I think you'll really enjoy hearing from Jamak as always. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Jamak Degani. Very, very excited for another episode here of uh, Jamak's Corner, and I've actually got Jamak in person. This is our first time meeting in person, so thank you so much for, for spending the time here with me today. I'm excited for another conversation. Hi, Scott. I'm super excited, too. We are recording in person. How, how strange that is. Shall we, shall we tell the audience where we are? Yeah, sure. 
Totama. Yeah, it's a, we're in the uh, Ferry Building in San Francisco at, in Shack 15. It's like, got a lovely kind of view of the city and of, of everything. So haven't been down in the city in a while. So thank you for inviting me here. Of course. <laughs> thank you for making the trip. So um, one thing that I know you've said is to, leave, you know, just jumping in, sorry. We're, one thing you've said is to leave data where it is and look to query it there. And I think some people might have misinterpreted exactly what you mean is that kind of in spirit, leave it where it is, is that uh, physically leave it into, like some people are even saying you should leave it in your source systems, that you shouldn't do anything and that you should do data virtualization, that you should do all of these other um, ways of, of doing that. And I I think I know what, what you've been saying there and what you mean, but I think it would be good to kind of say like, what do you mean when you say leave it where it is? Because I don't know if that aligns with what you've talked about with the input board. Yes, uh, I, I can understand. Maybe maybe I should un, uh, explain that. Perhaps is leave the data ownership with the people that are best suited to to own the data, to control the data, to maintain the data. Um, that's, I guess that's, that's really what's behind it. And in terms of um, counter to that, don't, uh, we don't, we shouldn't be needed to copy the data and move it around for the sake of technology. Uh, right now, the motivation behind uh, many of the transformations or, you know, copying data around is, that we need to access the data or process it slightly differently. So we move it to the warehouse for SQL queries that go across many dimensions with the star schemas. Then we move it to the lake so that we can do now functionally and technically a columnar processing of the data that suits machine learning better we move it to the event streams because there are data-intensive applications that require real-time analysis of view, to, view of the data, but for short retention time, and so on and so on. So I think um, there were the two underpinning characteristics of that moving the data where it is, is may, first and foremost, um, keeping the data with the owners, with the right owners, with the right teams, and secondly, finding ways that we can get the processing to the data, closer to the data, um, and have these multiple modes. So exactly as you said, the output ports of data products intend to provide multiple modes of access to the same data for different types of processing. So we're not moving data around because we just want to look at it from a different angle or process it differently. Yeah, and I think that tied in really well to the the next question I had of like, how does this, in your mind, work with pushing the compute to the data? Is it mm-hmm. that it's also compute on query or if that's performant enough or like, is it that it's going to be different for each kind of use case and, and there isn't a, here is the way to do it. And everybody who wants this blueprint, I've kind of talked about the idea of a blueprint for all of data mesh is crazy. And so it's like, what is the use case? But like, how do we also prevent that from, you know, we're not moving and, and sticking them into every place, but does that mean that we have to process it in every which way 
on and in order to make it so that those queries are performant or like how have you started to see that actually work in in kind of mm-hmm. actual you've done multiple of these implementations mm-hmm. with clients when you're at ThoughtWorks. So like how does it actually work? Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, we have no choice but uh, developing a system that runs the query where in many different places, right? In some cases, run the query or processing closer to the source upstream. In some cases, it's impossible because the processing happens across across sources. For example, you need to join data across three different sources or, or um, filter and then join. So that would happen downstream. So this, again, we're talking about distributed processing of the data. And the reason we're talking about distributed processing, again, in terms of the ownership and where where it actually happens uh, so that we can scale out solutions, right? So data mesh is, again, it's a stepping stone. If I look far into the future, if we do want to build a system at a global level that scales out and enables gathering insights and delivering intelligence using data, for it to scale out, we have no choice but respecting the fact that data will be in different locations on different platforms and different systems owned by different people. So based on that assumption, if we want to do analytics, which processes the data across for that model to scale out, we have no <laughs> other way but pushing some of that processing to the source. Um, so I think that's inevitable. But does it mean that we only do processing upstream on the source? That's also impractical because some of the processing would require for you to collect and aggregate and get a new source, like join data across many sources and then do processing downstream on what you, you know, what you've joined together. So, so I think the distributed processing and hope will happen partially on the source, partially on the destination. And from my perspective, the users and developers and data product owners and data product developers should not care at all about that. <laughs> they should just say, you know, I want to process with this snippet of a program and go for it. Some of that program gets executed upstream, some of them executed downstream. And the, the smarts need to be pushed down to the systems. Um, and that's another I guess topic I can go down a rabbit hole on is that the, the, the lot of the smarts in making data processing efficient are pushed to people right now because people have to decide how to index as opposed to machine decide what's the best way of indexing data. The, you know, there are a lot of decisions are moved to, um, you know, move the, the human cognitive space that we can hopefully in future we we should not even worry about. Yeah, I think this is the thing that I see a lot with data engineering stuff is data engineers want to expose the data engineering internals to people and people generally don't care, right? I I found this with anytime I try and expose some um, analytical thought process, I, I have to actually literally say now, do you want the answer do you want the insight? Do you want the raw data? Do you want how I got from the raw data to the insight? And 90% of the time, 95% of the time, people want the insight. But the data people think everybody should want to know 
how the sausage is made. And it's like, no, I'm hungry. I just want to cook, right? Or I just want to eat. Like, I don't even want to even know. I don't even want to cook it myself. I want to just eat. And that we have to get past this idea of that the data people need to create this kind of user experience where people can get to what they need to do and do what they need to do. And that data isn't the main part of their job. It's not the thing that matters in their day-to-day for most people. Alexa Westlake talked about this. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others and just kind of check it out. And as for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat data mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.